Welcome back to Never Found, Never Forgotten. I'm Melanie. And I'm Kayla. This week we'll be discussing the disappearance of 49-year-old Margaret Kilcoyne on January 26, 1980 from Nantucket, Massachusetts. Margaret was a cardiologist and a researcher at Columbia University. Her work was centered on researching treatments for hypertension, specifically brain chemistry that can be linked to hypertension. She and her colleagues had recently had a major breakthrough and Margaret was thrilled. She told her brother and others that she could even win a Nobel Prize for her work. Margaret had gone to her vacation home in Nantucket. On January 26, her brother Leo went to the home to wake her for church, but Margaret was nowhere to be found. Her winter boots were located by the door, and her coat was in the closet. Temperatures at that time of the year were about zero degrees. It was reported that one plane crashed in the search for Margaret because its carburetor froze. So it was, like, definitely cold. You need your boots and... If she were outside, yeah. Yeah, boots and coat. Boots and coat. Boots and coat. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Police began their investigation and learned several unsettling things about Margaret. The day before she disappeared, she bought $650 in groceries. Which which is staggering to me because I spent $200. To feed a family of four. four. Bi-weekly, yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Um, That's like two carts full at least. Yeah, it's a ton of groceries. All the items she bought were in multiples of three. Which is also strange. She also reportedly purchased $250 in alcohol. (laughs) My kind of girl, (laughs) no. Just kidding. Um, She told clerks at the store that she was having a party and a press conference to announce her discovery. However, her family family knew of no such party and Margaret had not contacted any media outlets for this supposed press Press conference. conference. A few days after Margaret went missing, her passport, her checkbook, sandals, and a wallet containing about $100 were found neatly stacked in a clearing not far from her home. This area had already been searched and nothing had been discovered. Additionally, a clean blouse was found inside out and rolled up under some brush about 150 feet from where her other belongings were found. Authorities believe that these items had been deliberately placed there. Leo, her brother, reported... That Margaret had been stressed at work, and he was concerned about her mental health. The day before, she spoke with her brother on the phone in a call she recorded. Uh, She said, I'm now in a position to win the Nobel Prize. I'm in a position of nationwide power. Um, In the same phone call, she also claimed that she was being spied on at work. The evidence of this she gave to her brother was that she had been in the lab on a Sunday the phone rang, and when she answered, no one, no one was on the line. Leo knew something that was wrong, and he agreed to meet her on Nantucket. He also reportedly scheduled an appointment for a psychiatrist for Margaret for January 27th, so the day after she went missing. Interesting. Um, I feel like her behavior had to be so out of the ordinary 
for her brother to be like, listen, I'm going to mm-hmm. meet you there, and I'm also going to make you an appointment. And right, with a psychiatrist. But, like, the thing, like, she was at the lab on a Sunday, and the phone rang, like... That could have been anything. Yeah, that could have like been anything. It's like she's paranoid or something. Yeah. Um, in questioning her colleague, colleagues, they insisted that um, while they did make a breakthrough in their research, it wasn't worthy of a Nobel Prize. In fact, their research had already been done. They were actually duplicating it. A colleague cautioned Margaret about over-dramatizing the breakthrough. Despite this, her colleagues described her as friendly, outgoing, funny, and witty. There have been many theories about what happened to Margaret over the years. One theory is that she was murdered by a colleague who was jealous of this breakthrough that she made. However, colleagues point out that this breakthrough was not all that big of a deal. Another theory um, that was made was that her family hid her away in a mental institution. She and her brother were very close, and he was trying to get her some help, recognizing that something wasn't right. But to go from that to putting her in an institution and writing her off seems kind of unlikely, unlikely. to me. Yeah, like he seemed supportive enough to yeah, like get to her make there. her an appointment. And... and it was 1980, so I feel like things were like you know, with mental health, we're starting to make some progress. Right. You know. Another theory speculated um, that all this was a hoax created by Margaret, that she disappeared only so she could reappear at a conference in New Orleans where her research would be presented. But she took her career seriously, and something like this could discredit her research. And also she did not show up at that conference in May of 1980. Clearly, Margaret was suffering from some sort of mental health crisis. One article speculated that Margaret was suffering from mania. Mania is described as being a period of hyperactivity, rapid speech, rapid ideas and thoughts, inflated self-esteem, decreased need for sleep. Mania can lead to euphoria, delusions of grandeur, and hallucinations. People suffering from mania often have poor judgment and make impulsive decisions. Which, I mean, the inflated self-esteem would uh, Mm -hmm. explain her, I'm going to win a Nobel Prize. Yeah, a delusion of grandeur, like winning a Nobel and having this nationwide notoriety. Yeah. But. When really the research has already been done. Yeah. It seems likely that Margaret may have been suffering from some sort of manic episode. She may have. She had many of the symptoms just described leading up to her disappearance. It's also possible that in the manic state, she impulsively walked into the freezing cold ocean and drowned. Or that she committed suicide. Like we always say. It's hard to hide a body after you kill yourself. I mean... Even if she went in there and drowned, where's her body? Yeah, you... you, I mean, I guess that's more likely than her killing herself and not being in the ocean. Yeah. But, and I mean, if they did these extensive searches, you would think that if they did these extensive searches, they, you know, if she had committed suicide, you would have thought that she would have been found. Right. In 1989, Margaret was declared legally dead. Anyone with information on the disappearance of Margaret Kilcoyne can contact the Nantucket Police Department at 508-228-1212. If you or someone you know is suffering from a mental health crisis, you can call 911. You can also contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And the National Alliance on Mental Health or Mental Illness has a crisis text line that you can text at 741-741.
So that's our episode for today. Episode 11. Woo! Um, and tell them about the Twitter and stuff. Yes, so we are now on Twitter. Yay! We're now on Twitter, so please follow us there at, at podnever. Um, we're on Twitter. And that was because um, the awesome ladies over at Moms and Murder, that was one of their tips to us. We what? asked them for a whole bunch of advice. They were so gracious and answered all my questions. It was seriously... And they gave us a shout out. <laughs> it was seriously a wall of text I sent them. Um, but they were super helpful and um, I really appreciated that. So we're now on Twitter and you can also hear our podcast on Stitcher. So we're now on Stitcher as well. Um, if you listen to podcasts on that platform. And we're working on getting onto Apple Podcasts. So stay tuned for some information on that if you listen on Apple. So that's our episode for today. We have a T.O.P. 3. This week's T.O.P. 3 is top three things you order when you go through the McDonald's drive-thru. Go. Um, chicken nuggets. French fries. Vanilla milkshakes. Ew. Um, th- I alternate between sweet, sweet and sour and barbecue for mine. Dipping, dipping sauce? Yeah. Mine, mine would be... Mine super simple and boring. Mine would be... A Whopper, no onion. No, that's Burger King. Oh, a Big Mac, no onion. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, McDonald's. Oh, a Big Mac, no onion, because I'm fat. Probably French fries. I mean, they come with it. And I just drink the Coke. We have a very boring McDonald's top three. Yeah. Um, what do you guys order when you go through McDonald's drive through I mean, usually I spend like $30 because it's me and then my husband. No. And listen, can we talk about McDonald's how is not cheap. It's expensive or to fast. eat McDonald's. The other day I went through the drive through and I got two 10-piece nuggets and two large fries for me and my girls, and, and it was like $28. Yeah. Yep. For me and Tom and Charlotte to eat there today, it was 28 Yeah, 28 27 I think. McDonald's, man. Yeah. Anyhow, tell us your favorite McDonald's. In... Hopefully it's more interesting than ours. Oh, do, do you ever get McDonald's breakfast? I don't. I usually get Dunkin' breakfast. Oh, I love me love a me good, bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. I like a bacon, egg, and cheese. An egg McMuffin from McDonald's. Ew. I would never get the muffin. I always get the muffin. You always get the bagel. No. I love the bagel. The muffin. Okay. So that's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I missed it.